This is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100 yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. Got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. The ball itself has its own energy. Or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send them home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. This is episode 78 of the Break 80 podcast. I'd like to start by saying happy holidays to our listeners. It's that time of year we put a bow on our gifts, but we also put a bow on the golf season as it is. And here to talk that with me are my co-hosts, Mike and Tim. We'll talk a little PNC, a little PGA Tour Enterprise, some odds and ends. And then at the end of this, make sure you check out the interview at the back half of this podcast. Charlie Woods' high school coach, Toby Harbeck, joined us to talk Charlie among other high school golf-related topics, make sure you get a chance to check that out. Not just Tiger's kid. He, he coached Jack Nicholas's kids in the 80s, Justin Leonard, a whole bunch of guys. Is he going to coach Tim's kids? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I still, wish I had Florida money. He's still, he's there still temporarily. Working. He's, still, he's still swiping right on those dating apps. He's, he's, he's working on that. <laughs> His fingers sore from swiping. Well, before we get to golf, I just want to ask you know, it's the holiday season, means festive foods, family gatherings, and one of my favorites, the holiday movies. What is your favorite go to holiday movie? You'll sit down, you'll watch it from beginning to the end. You kind of look forward to it every year. What's your guys' go to? I got two. There's the tie for first. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is amazing. Um, Chevy Chase, all time classic. And the other one is uh, Die Hard. Definite Christmas, definite Christmas movie. Uh, you know, classic bad guy, classic hero. So, yeah, those are my two. Jimmy? I, it's the smartest opinion Mike's had in a while. Die Hard is a, class, or a classic Christmas movie. So, uh, kudos. But the best movie is Jingle All the Way because Jingle part of it takes place right. Yeah. On of. That, that was yeah, in Minnesota. It, that was filmed it, in Minnesota. It right outside my window. Was it so, really? Okay. Yeah, part of part of it happens. There's a, uh, a part that. of the what is it? The parade happens in downtown St. Paul. Huh. And then he makes his phone call out of uh, Mickey's Diner right down the street. Classic. There's a. Uh, at, we'll see what we'll see if Jeff has this underrated classic that I that I love too. But we'll see what Jeff goes with. Well, I'm just a big Wet Bandits fan, so I just yeah. I love to watch the Home Alone from beginning to end. I just it's a, too much of a classic. I actually watched. I just saw this. This is a kind of interesting thing. This kind of tells you where our economy is. Uh, my wife showed me that the grocery list that Kevin McAllister went to go buy at, at when he, the year that he, that it that it ran or whatever was nineteen dollars and something odd cents. That same list today. Would be nearly seventy dollars. Yeah, nineteen nineties, man. So God, you didn't even tell me we were talking politics. Break eighty <laughs> politics. Yeah, Bill Clinton, nineteen nineties. You waited Clinton. long wow. enough, folks. Bill Clinton, <laughs> baby. Um, you know the craziest thing about that movie is though, like every time I watch it, and I watch that one every year too, and usually Home Alone too. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, <laughs> like for instance, when Norm. Or no, Marv, Marv. Which one's which one's Daniel uh Daniel Stern? Marv? 
Um, yeah, Marv. Yeah, yeah. When Marv, when Marv comes in through the window and stop with the ornaments in the ground, he doesn't just he doesn't just like put his feet down like a normal human. Just the the most aggressive stomp ever with their feet, like. It just shit like that. It's like none of this would have happened. They would have grabbed that kid and beat the shit out of him within within five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if Mike's breaking that movie down like that, he's not gonna like jingle all the way, Tim. Let's just <laughs> well, it wouldn't I, happen now. Right? I have, you'd get on I have Amazon hot, Prime and you'd buy I, it. I have a hot take on some of this stuff. I cannot, for the life of me, fathom how. A Christmas story gets 24 hours straight on TNT. That movie sucks. It is not, it is not funny <laughs> at like all. It. I kind of like it. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad. Like, it's not even, like, it's not even great. Uh, I don't know. How can that have 24? I, I get it. It's for old people. But, like, like, holy cow, there's so many better movies like this one right now that I'm going to tell you that is so underrated, and I laugh my ass off every time it's on. I just watched it the other day. Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, Bad, Bad Santa. Bad Santa. <laughs> oh, good. So, so good. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, that's a classic. That's just that amazing. Me Tim right there. Bad, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Tim in another decade or two. <laughs> you know, I'm always looking for a side hustle, so... <laughs> That is an all timer. But speaking of uh, Christmas story, I once had a kid. Uh, I was coaching ninth grade basketball one year, and it was cold as hell. I mean, it was like twenty below, and we were practicing. And this is when we were at a different like building because we it was like the ninth grade team. So we had to wait around, of course, for all the parents to come give them get pick up their kids. So we'd always just shoot hoops in the gym, you know, waiting for rides. Kid comes running into the gym, coach. So-and-so stuck his tongue to the flagpole and it's stuck. I said, no way. And they go, yeah, for real, it's stuck. So I go out there and it was kind of like the movie or like on Dumb and Dumber and they were pulling his tongue off. I'm yanking on this kid's head, trying to get his tongue off of the flagpole and it's not coming off. So we go, he, so his tongue is stuck on that damn thing, like solid. So I have to go in find hot water in like a, in like a bathroom or something. We finally dumped it on his tongue and got it off blood everywhere. All over the flagpole, all over his tongue. So it can't happen. Watch what you're doing, kids. That's classic. That actually happened in my classroom too a couple of days. His tongue, the kids would come in and say, his tongue is still on the pole. People are stupid. I and mean, people are Good stupid. Morning, How did right do that? So cold. The kid did it. And they went out back for recess and they went to the pole and still saw parts of his tongue sitting there. It's disgusting. So well, we do have golf to get to. We don't want to keep this too long. We have an awesome interview at the end of this, and we want to make sure you guys hear that. Um, the PNC was this week. The lovely family um, golf entertainment. And Bernard Longer and his grandson finished a 2,500 two-shot lead over Team Duval. Bernard continues to rack up the wins. Okay, I don't. I wouldn't really call this a win, but the guy is a beast. I know Mike has something to point out, but I mean, I got a hot what a machine. Let me look. I'm just looking up how many wins Bernhard Longer has here. Uh, uh, Bernhard Longer has 122 professional wins. He still makes the cut sometimes at uh, in majors on the PGA Tour. And when we played Century World, what was that? Like not long after the U.S. Open, the rough was still long. 
this summer. He shot under par at Century World from 7,000-some yards. Yet, at the PNC, because of his age, <laughs> he was playing farther up than Charlie Woods, a damn ninth grader, who I know hits it a long way. But we're talking about a guy that still competes at a high level here, playing closer up than Charlie Woods. So he should win. My God. What, that's just so, ridiculous. So they keep still keep stats on him, right? So in 2023, his average drive distance was 269.4. Yeah, it's fine. It's farther, than you, it's farther than you hit it, and we play back. Can he I hit it 282 one yesterday. <laughs> one time. Like yeah, that's where they measured. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. He's like mid-60s, upper 60s. Like, you can't penalize him for taking really, really good care of his body. Like, somebody else that's that old is going to look that old when they play. This guy I, is an absolute beast. you got to reward him for keeping his body the way I don't, he I don't blame him. I just blame the tournament. Like, put it – like, Lee Trevino, he can play up. But don't put Bernhard Langer, who wins like all the time still, up way up a box. So is Tom Lehman. He gets he gets the advantage, and Bernard doesn't since they're basically yeah. the same age. Yep, Tom Lehman sucks. He doesn't do anything anymore. He can't play. <laughs> Bernhard, we all know Bernhard, Bernhard Langer makes the cuts at freaking PGA Tour majors almost still. Like he's competent golfer at this at a high level. Speaking yeah, of Tim's, t- speaking of Tim's driving, uh, Jeff, I wanted to point something out. I brought some vintage clubs with yesterday, yeah. and I took Tim down in a long drive contest with a Callaway Warbird, ten degree <laughs> from nineteen <laughs> from nineteen ninety something with a stiff shaft, not an extra stiff shaft. I got him. <laughs> I'm sure Tim had a blast with that. I, I want to point out. One thing that people may not know, like you, you can't play in the PNC unless you've won a major or a player's championship. I know that Kucher is in it. Really? Um, so that's the only way you can get into this thing. So I know that I, I know people like, you know, when we watch it, we're entertained by it, but it actually means a lot to these people. There's people knocking at the door to try to get into this event. Like Bubba Watson has said, the only event event I really want to be in is in that event with his son. So it's, yeah. One of those things where it's like a really cool thing with more so I think for the people that play in it. I mean, we get we get to watch Charlie and Tiger and stuff, but really we're not all that concerned about who's winning and who's losing. But it means a lot to those people that play in it. Yeah. I mean it's it's fine. I watched I watched some of it. I watched, you know, Charlie who can you can smoke it. You, you know, you listen to the his coach interview here at the end, talk about it. But uh I just get like social media is just inundated with it's like charlie woods charlie like that's great it's a cool story he's obviously a really good player but oh my god calm down a little bit social media it's insane like it's like let this kid be a kid a little bit and and just how about we watch a little more golf and not just watch charlie over and over again hit the same shots like how many times how many times can him waving at his drive or the recoil be on social media it was like a million times so i don't know it's cool yeah like it's good event Gives us something to talk about in December. It's unfortunate it went that way because for a lot of the years, this has been my favorite event. You just never see players in this element. You saw Justin Thomas out there with his dog, which was a new one. But just the smiles on people's faces, a little bit lighter sense of competition out there, right? The uh, the scores really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. We just wanted to see people hit golf balls. Uh, But honestly, one of my favorite tournaments to watch in the entire year. So speaking of Justin Thomas, a little sneak peek for the interview at the end, we did not realize this. Charlie Woods, you know, Tiger doesn't work with Charlie on his swing. It's Justin Thomas's dad. 
that coaches Charlie Woods. Interesting. Yeah. Tidbit here for the break 85. Yeah, yeah. Coming up on the interview at the end. Um, yeah, and kind of what Tim was saying there, one kind of cool thing. We, we've obviously got a little bit more of a connection with Annika now. Um, Annika was the first women player, obviously, Nelly Nelly Corder, too, um, that got in there. And uh, it was kind of fun to see because we had talked to um, her husband. I can't remember. Is it what's his name again? Mike? I think it's Mike. Mike or Mark. Mike or Mark. One or two. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Annika's husband about um, she. The reason why she didn't come up to the the Annika uh, intercollegiate was because she was caddying for her son in an event. And then to see those two, the, the dynamics of those two and the chemistry between those two is so cool. The interview kind of, on at the end was awesome. He was kind of balling out there too, for a while. He had some Oh, he shots. was. Will, Will looked so happy out there. And yeah, he was, he was part of the reason, part of the reason Annika didn't come back uh, and, and continue to play more, even though she showed some good outings when she did um, was because she wanted to focus on family. So to see her out competitive again, mixing those two elements is again it's really fun we just don't get to see the side of folks and, yeah uh, i thought the best the best thing that came out of that whole pnc was was patty harrington talking about you know like just kids golfing and how to get them involved but then i kind of laughed at the same time because he went through this whole spiel about you know it was really good really a good candid you know thing about getting kids to play golf and then they show highlights of his son <laughs> taking practice swings, just ripping the hell out of the fairway. Just, just like two practice swings where he just takes massive lawn trouts, just ripping it up. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Ken Janakula, who does that. Like, practice, <laughs> takes a practice swing. Oh. Yeah, that was funny. That was great, though. The whole purpose, I, I, I had to tweet that out, too, because, you know, we've talked about how do you get kids involved? And, like, he said a lot of things that we said, but I love that, you know, when you go play – sit down and have a Coke afterwards, you know, sit down. Remember, I, I can remember with playing with my dad, I know not to get on a tangent, but what he would do with my brothers and I, if one of us made our first putt on the last hole, he would take us to Dairy Queen, you know, and that's, we remembered that. I, I, I remember zero shots about anything else that I did. I just remembered we got to chip it close. One of us three, because if we could make one of us make one, one putt on the last hole, he would take us to Dairy Queen. And that's the only thing I remember you know, other than, you know, ripping a couple shots and he likes to play fast, but so, you know, that's the kind of stuff that gets you uh, wanted to play more. And I really liked how he said, take them off before they get bored, you know, yeah. be done. Like, like leave the course when they're still excited. Don't leave them when they're past that point, which was pretty cool. So you're right, Mike, that was a good takeaway. Did you uh, get uh, Dairy Queen after Albion? Um, you know, it wasn't really on my way home. Yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a fun event. Any other takeaways anybody else impress you guys from the PNC? Anybody, you know, I I thought uh the swing from Bernard's grandson was pretty pretty pure. He made he made some good swings. Anybody I didn't see what was Duval what was Duval's kid like? I didn't see he's a he's an eighteen year old. He had a great swing. I mean, I yeah, must be pretty good. It makes me want to kind of Google some of these guys if they're trying to make it, if they're playing college golf somewhere. And Justin Leonard's kid played on the varsity team with Charlie Woods that won the state championship. Well, there you go. So, all right. Well, let's let's uh, keep it moving. I want to just talk quickly, you know, briefly about the the PGA Tour Q School. Um, also, was this week just finished up today? Actually, Monday. Uh, Sunday was a as a rain out. Um, I don't know any noticeable names that made top five. I didn't really see any of the guys that we were kind of rooting for didn't make it. Well, Harrison Endicott, who's played on a lot of PGA Tour events, won. 
at 15 under. Um, yeah, the so your guys that are in are Harrison Endicott, Trace Crow, who I think was a corn player, fairy player, Blaine Hale, who I believe played. He double bogeyed 18, by the way, today, but still got in. He played for Oklahoma the year they won the national championship, I think. Uh, Raul Pereira from Mexico. So they got a, a Mexico guy got in. Nice. And um, Hayden Springer, I believe, are the five that got in. Okay. Who missed it? Our guy, Doc Redman, missed it. He was T7. I'm guessing he'll have a little uh, he'll have a little bit of some exemptions and stuff. Kramer Hickok, who Tim and I watched completely blade a wedge at the John Deere on the practice screen and hit us and hit a volunteer. Remember that, Tim? On the, oh, yeah. On the, on... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just completely well, uh, looked like us. one of us out there. <laughs> he missed it. Uh, Fred Biondi got 10th. You know, he was the Brazilian that played for Florida. Spencer Levine got 10th. Really? He got today. 39 on the front nine today. Yeah. Uh, who else we got in this thing playing? I don't know. We got um, Max McGreevy didn't get in. Isaiah Salinda didn't get in. Uh, Daniel Summer Hayes did not get in. Uh, Kevin Tway, Russell Knox, Braden Thornberry. Um, Eric Compton, remember that name? He was trying to get in. The guy that had the heart, had the heart replacement or whatever years ago. Uh, Harry Higgs, T45. Oh, no. So Higgs will be uh, back to the back to the corn fairy. He, uh, I'm guessing, you know, the thing is with some of these guys, they must have like Harry Higgs has to have some, some sort of PGA tour status. I mean, he's been out there for like five, six years, but he's not in, um, who else we got? Richie Wierenski, Frankie Sappin from Minnesota got T64 podcast guy, Patton Kazire T64. Wow. Ryan Garrard, T72. Oh, no. Yeah, one of our guys there. Um, Van Holmgren, Minnesota guy, T72, so he'll be going to Corn Ferry. Martin Trainer. Oh, did not. Wesley Bryan, T82. So there's a lot of there's a lot of names that people have heard of. Hank Leviota, my guy with the visor, T98. Wow. Hank Leviota. God, not a good day for the visor crew. Um, Thomas Longbella from Wisconsin played for the Gophers. He was T one hundred two. So William Mao, who played with uh, Hitchner at uh, Pepperdine, T one hundred two. So I mean, you know, I don't know. It was probably tough out there. It was they had to back it up a day because it was so wet and it rained a bunch. But yeah, so some somewhat notable players are going to be missing uh, out on their tour card oh. this year. So Mike, now maybe you know this. You know, if you didn't get top five, all these guys kind of go back in the pool of the Corn Ferry. I think so. I think if you get into, I, I would have to look that up, but I think they, they at least get some Corn Ferry status. If you if you get to the final stage, you get, because I think Van has Corn Ferry status. I, I was talking to him. Uh, well, here like after. The first eight starts or something like that. Yeah, you, know, you get some status. Yeah. You, so the, and then from there, if you do okay, you obviously keep going. So, they all have a little bit of corn fairy. They get an advantage in the corn fairy at the beginning of the year or something. So, yeah. I would assume Frankie must have full corn fairy because he was damn near close to getting his tour card last year for a while there. 
So he must have a full season. Breaking news, though, on Brady Duvall, who signed this year with Coastal Carolina University. Yeah. In, oh, where? In beautiful Myrtle Beach. That's David, David Duvall's kid, huh? That's David Duvall's kid. His quote is, I love Myrtle Beach. I love <laughs> the weather in South Carolina. I love the campus. I like the team. I like the coaches. I like this kid already. Good choice. You probably heard stories, recruiting stories on what Dustin Johnson did there. He loves strip, <laughs> he loves he loves strip clubs and cheap seafood. <laughs> hmm, who doesn't, you know? So it all smells the same. Well, I will say I will say our final topic so we can get to the interview here <laughs> is um the PGA Tour Enterprise thing. You know, it's the PGA Tour Enterprise, it's the agreement, the strategic sports group of billionaire owners. I think John Henry, the Red Sox, Tom Warner. Arthur Blank, as you probably know, the Falcons, Celtics guy, they infused more than $3 billion, $3 billion for a new profit entity, which tells me that they need to make something to get something back. We'll see how that's going to work. But a source kind of was interesting is this kind of got going once the ROM signing went, right? Yeah. Source familiar with these negotiations. It was an FU by the, this is with kind of the ROM deal. There's an FU by the PIF to the tour that they can grab anybody, even the guy who was adamant about not joining. I mean, that was kind of a double minute of fingers up. $300 million in a rounding year to these guys. This is a quote. Their message was, you want to keep fighting for us, really? Fighting us? With us, really? You want to keep talking to everybody in boxes? So good luck with that. That was their message with signing Rom. These guys need to have something. They got a little bit of backing now. With not only that, but business guys, right? Like guys that are very successful at making money. So you get a get like some of these guys together, they're going to come up with maybe some ways to generate profits in some way. I mean, DJ tour for years has been this nonprofit thing. Um, and now it's going to turn it's on its head. I don't know where this is going to end up, how it's going to go. You guys are more the the business minds than me, but I, I can't think it's a bad thing. I mean, they're getting some, some guys in a room that maybe know a little thing yeah, about. Well, I mean, and supposedly the PIF negotiations are going to go on still because I, I still think that live is not what the Saudis really give a shit about. They, they were using live as leverage to get a foot in the door to the PGA tour. Like they've done with a lot of sports, you know, soccer and F1 and all this other stuff. So I think if, if the, if the live, if the PIF negotiations go on, they will from what I've read, and if they if they agree there too, between PIF and this new sports group, the PGA Tour will have a seven billion dollar infusion of cash, uh, which is crazy. Going from a you know they've been a five hundred one c three like they've been basically you know running at running out of you know nothing, just everything they make they put back into having all this money. Well, they don't. I mean, the, you know, what's it? They made eighteen million. The, the NFL, the NFL is a nonprofit too, folks. Yeah, I it's mean. not though. The NFL is not like the same. Can't, it can't be the same type of nonprofit. But anyway, seven billion dollars will be coming in there. I would assume then, uh, probably not for twenty twenty four because that's already been planned out. I'm sure, but hopefully they make some changes, like change some of this cr- shit up, like. I don't know, whatever, like get rid of the FedEx cup and come with something better. Come with, do something else, like make a better product. And, and for God's sakes, can we have less TV commercials during 
during events. We can actually watch golf instead of commercials all the time with all this money they have now. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, I mean, that's what they needed to keep these players around is money. So hopefully it does. I, I don't know. I just don't know where do you get the money back as a PE firm that's investing $2 billion, right? You create teams and you franchise logos, you sell tickets, um, you I'm have guessing more they'll, I'm guessing rights. they'll work. They'll work a deal to get some of the TV money, probably. Um, you know, there. Are... It could be all advertisements. That's what I'm saying. This this could be this I could be not. five minutes of golf and 45 minutes of ads Let's in an hour. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, I actually that's the one thing about live. I don't mind the team thing. I think lives on a terrible job with it, but it ha- it has promise. Like, there's some aspects to it that could be fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I just I just hope whatever they do, they make some changes for the better because the PGA Tour product is pretty stale. Um, they need to fix some things, and I, you know I don't really have the answer to that, obviously. But something, make it do something. I don't know. Like put some money into these. I would be I would be all for less tournaments with more money, and I'd be all for keeping the same ones, but putting more money into the 3M and the John Deere. So more guys want to show up and play for big money. Give it, give, give some of these markets a chance to see the Victor Hovlins and the, and the Rory's and stuff. I don't know what they're going to do. Hopefully something good. Well, they kind of tried that. I mean, they tried to do these elevated events and, but they elevate, but like they elevated events that didn't need elevate. And that's what I can't ever figure that's out. Like, the they, like they're going to have to elevate a John Deere. Yeah. Like why would you elevate, the Genesis and why would you elevate the waste management? Everybody's going to those anyway. Like why would you not elevate some events that need elevating? I don't know. Uh, that was always a weird thing to me. Because the players like to play there. That's the thing. Yes. They well, like a, to go there. So like they're going to elevate places that they already kind of want to go. The no, players will, what, the, the players will follow the money. Yeah. What makes you do things money? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I mean the players on live are going to Jeddah with nobody watching, with nobody there, an empty golf course in Jeddah yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Keep so, in mind, Luke and I are teachers, right? It's not yeah. all money. Well, yeah. <laughs> you are, if, I mean, uh, if anybody out there is listening who has a business <laughs> or something and you want, if you're willing to pay somebody a, a little bit more than what he's making now, he would jump professions. Just, just throw that out there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it obviously it's a good thing. I mean, obviously, money is driving all this stuff. So hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's what it, it is. What it is, it's it's going to be something that's interesting that'll probably change the game. Is it's been very much evolving here before our eyes. The last couple of years, golf is totally different now. So I don't know. We'll see where it ends up. Anything else that you guys want to touch on? I see. The only thing I was going to mention too is that we might get a little Kevin Kisner in the booth soon. Yeah, I I like that. Can't be, cannot be, unless he's got you know too much snooze in or something to to talk, but. Can't be any freaking worse than the zinger. Paul Azinger is terrible. Like that guy doesn't even. That guy, I don't think ever even prepped for anything. Doesn't know shit about the course. It, it, he's like the worst ever. So I'm glad he's gone. Every once in a while, I loved a little zinger. I, I don't know why. Just a little zinger to get me going on a coming down. Oh my down god, he was so bad. I love see see. I love Johnny Miller. Other people didn't like him, but I love that he would just flat out say that's a terrible shot. Like he would just flat, he would just flat out tell it like it is. That was awesome. And I feel like Kiz might have a little of that to him. Kiz might say stuff like that. Like that's oh, he he absolutely has that attitude. I think so, and I think he gets along well enough with the other players where he can do that, and and they won't care. Um, 
I don't know why is he. So he's basically done golfing. Then he's just going to hang it up or what? I I think he's never, you know, shy of ripping on himself too. So I think he can criticize knowing that he's always said that about his own game. I mean, he's not perfect by any means. I'm sure yeah. he always have that self defecation or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know what he's what his plans. I think it's just only for a couple of events. From Maybe, what I yeah. thought, at least it's early, because, Maybe yeah. get him warmed up, see how he does, and then if he does well. You know, maybe he does do that transition if he doesn't think he can hang anymore. Because to fully do it, I mean, you got you can't play because you got to be there every weekend. You know, doing all that stuff on Saturday, Sunday broadcast. Um, I don't know. It's actually too bad that that Phil, you know, burned the bridges or because Phil, Phil would have been the guy to put oh, in the yeah. booth, you know, and talk and do all that stuff. But that's not going to happen now. That would have been great. He would have been the guy. That would have been good for that. Well, do you guys want to give us a little? Uh, you know, before we get going to the interview. Do you want to give us a little preview of what uh, yeah. you guys chatted about? So we had uh, Toby Harbeck on um, for a quick interview Tim and I did today. He is the head coach at the Benjamin school, which is where Charlie Woods obviously goes or, you know, goes to school and, and they just won his, uh, his third, the school's fourth Florida class one, a state championship. They won by a shot came from behind. Um, and yeah, he's just going to talk about, I don't know all things. You know, obviously we coach, talk some coaching. He's going to talk about, you know, the circus around Charlie and Tiger and all that stuff. But he also coached Jack Nicholas's kids. We talks about that, and I don't know what else do we talk about, Tim. I think a little bit of insider information. So yeah. some yeah. some notes that were written down for the tournament. Some directions on a certain hole for uh, yeah. for the state title at risk, and uh, maybe a little bit of insider info on who coaches Charlie Woods. Yeah, so you get a little bit of uh, kind of what it's like uh, being in this. I mean, if you've watched any social media this week with the PNC, I mean, Charlie Woods is everywhere. He's on everything. So, the, you know, he had to coach in the middle of this, and he was talking about having to get extra security for the state tournament and all kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, it was a good interview. Um, give it a listen. All right. Well, before that, we do have to wish our listeners happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hopefully you do uh... – Come back here after the after I guess our season two. This is our season two, kind of wrapping up season two. Looking forward to season three. Things that hopefully have in store some some more interviews and things like that. But uh, yeah, we just want to wish you merry merry Christmas and a happy New Year. And as you know, the difference between seventy nine and eighty is everything. All right, break eighty followers. We have a special guest for you tonight, Mister Toby Harbeck from the Benjamin School. You've probably heard about the Benjamin School. They just won their is it fourth? fourth. Is it the fourth, fourth. school state one yep. A state title? Your third? Is that what I read today? My third, yeah. Your mm-hmm. third. And uh by a shot and a comeback. It was, it was amazing. We were six shots down with four holes left. Wow. Yeah. And uh of course, uh the Benjamin School has Charlie Woods. You might have heard of him. Um of of uh Tiger Woods' son's fame and, and his own game is pretty damn good too as you've seen on the pnc but uh welcome toby we're glad to have you on uh congrats on a state title thank you so much i i really appreciate it and uh i'm very very happy very very honored to do something like this for you guys yeah no it's great uh and we in the the state uh championship was at el campion which tim here has played so we he's we have a little bit of uh of an idea of that golf course but i have not so now are you both going down there next week no, just Tim is. I'm not. No, Tim I'll, be is down okay. there. I'll be down there. Yep. I'm stuck okay. here. Yep. And, and looking forward to oh, those. Tim. 
Those last what, four or five holes are just tough. Now, Tim, I'm going to give you a little, a little back, background there. The first eight will kill you. It's the first eight. 17 is very difficult. It's par five. But the first eight, if you could play the first eight and two over or better, you could play on my team anytime. Because <laughs> I haven't seen very many kids be able to do that. So uh, the first eight holes are very difficult. So speaking of the golf course, um, it's kind of unique for Florida golf for you guys because it's a little bit more hilly than a lot of Florida courses, right? You go up and down a little bit. And and, and that's the thing that kind of freaks the kids out a little bit is we're used to playing very flat places. Um, Like you, unlike you all up up north, you get a little bit of hills. When you get to Mission Inn, there's a lot of hills. In fact, it starts with the fourth hole and goes straight up this hill. And then it just, it goes down and then it goes up and it goes down and it goes up. And, and the kids don't, you know, they, they haven't played like that. And it's hard, you know, picking clubs and, um, you know, trying to decide which side of the greens is the best, best one to get on. So um, it's quite a challenge. Uh, you break, you shoot any, anywhere under 70, we say 75 is par there. You break 75, you're doing a great job there. A great job. Yeah, for sure. And you guys, uh, what was your, what was your team score? 602. Um, we've been there. Let's see. It, it's been at Mission Inn for the last not, uh, 12 years, and we've been nine times. Um, the best score we ever shot there was three years ago. We shot 301, which was, tickled me to death. And um, we've never broken 300 there. And for the first round this year, we shot 298 the first day, which is the first time we broke it. And then we shot uh, 303 the second day. Yeah. So, I like- um, I like, I like that they put it on a challenging course for the state oh. tournament, you know, because here in Minnesota, my team's made it a few times, and we actually one year were like the second-ranked team, and we kind of laid an egg. But we'll get to the importance of the number five golfer here in a second because I've, oh, run yeah. I've run into that issue before too. But the course we play on, you know, is like pretty easy. So the, the scores are, are fairly low at the state tournament. I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. Let's make this, let's make this challenging. Well, we have to play. I was on the um... – I've served on a couple of the state committees and we decided a few years, this is about 15 years ago that it, once you get to the playoffs, the golf courses have to be a minimum of 6,500 yards. Yep. Um, I play all my turn. When I, if I host one of the playoffs, I have it at 67 or better. Okay. Somewhere around six, six, seven, sixty-eight hundred. you know, because what you, what you got there is, if you don't push them back a little bit, you're going to bring teams into the championship that probably don't belong there because it's so short. Um, you're trying to separate the really good ones from the from the mediocre teams. So we do play it back quite a bit. And your team had something something special on it, right? Not only Charlie, but you had quite a few other notable players on that I've, team as well. And I've got Justin Leonard's boys on the team too. Um, he's one of the nicest kids I've ever met in, in 40 years. And um, I've got <laughs> I've, I've got five freshmen, if you could believe it, on this team. I, I carried 13 this year, which is the largest team I've ever had. But I've got five freshmen. Two of them played in the state championship. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kids that have played for me since seventh grade. So, uh, future, four of them have played for the me since seventh grade. So the future is my number bright. one is a junior. And uh, he's played for me for since seventh grade. He's been to every state championship since he was in seventh grade. So, nice. 
Yeah, he's quite a player. I, he's, he's I a said, player. I've been I've been astounded at us coaching as well with some of the distances these kids are hitting oh. of all these days. And oh, yeah. we saw Charlie on oh, did you see on that? display. Yeah. And he's a little bit shorter. How what are the distances like from the rest of the kids that are on this this freshman class? Because Charlie was the shortest by what three, four inches of height? Oh yeah. On and, that and photo? Charlie is if, if you saw the picture, there's a picture on I think golf golf.com or golf.org. Yeah, of team my photo team, they put it on there, and Charlie's one of the smallest I have on my team. Um, he generates all that power with the unbelievable. I mean, you guys saw it. Yeah. Number one, his his lower his lower body is very strong, very strong. But he he creates he's got such a turn on him that he just generates so much clubhead speed that you know it, it's good. My number one can hit it, can hit it past Charlie. Um, but you know, most most of my kids they they hit it between two eighty and, and three hundred consistently. Yeah. It's um, uh you know I've been doing this for like, not as long as you but a dozen years and it 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 always astounds me how far they hit it and how fearless yep. they play like almost reckless you know it's like you have you have to talk so much about being conservative and hitting to the middle of greens and it's it's a it's like beating a dead horse. <laughs> well, I tell you what I did one day. Um, I, it's pretty funny. At the Bears Club, they have a par three course right next to us that Jack did it. And I've preached for years and years and years about hitting it in the middle of the green and saying, hey, you hit in the middle of the green, you're going to have 15, 15, 18 feet for birdie every time, no matter where the flag is. So I went around and we played. Friday's our practice day. We just practice. We don't play at all. We went out on the par three and I pulled all the flags out. Yeah. And I told them all, all right, every green you miss, you have to run the range for every one you miss. <laughs> well, they they didn't want to run that range, even though a bunch of them did. And uh, I tell you, we, we really focused in on, on trying to hit in the middle of the green. And, uh, you know, I got their attention for at least a few days. <laughs> yeah. I, they went right back to it, though. It's up. amazing. It's We went out. One year, I had four All-State kids. We had four really good, you know, players. Wow. My one through four. And... But, you know, they were always pin hunting and you get to a few courses and it's like, you guys are going to get in trouble here. So I went out just a terrible weather day when the golf course is pretty much empty. And I, we played nine holes, pulled every pin on the regulation golf course. And you'd be and those guys. Those kids were so amazed at how many makeable birdie putts they had just by hitting it to the middle of the green. And I'm like, yeah, what do you guys think? They don't put every pin right on the corner of a green. It's, it's amazing. But then they, you are 100 percent right. Next meet fire at every flag and short side yep. themselves. And <laughs> well, you know what, unless I have found, and, and I'm sure you guys did too. If I don't stand on the green and pull clubs for them or stand in the middle of the fairway <laughs> with them, you know, they're going to go right at it. And, you know, sometimes I have to just, I, I just shake my head and I'm like, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. Um, uh, it, it just, and, and you know, the, the funniest thing about it, I have this big thing about par fives. Okay. It, it drives me absolutely insane every year that we don't play par fives better than we do. Okay. And my kid who was the lowest at the state this year, he's a sophomore cannot, he, he led the team in stroke average on the par five, but he was last in birdies made. And the reason was he couldn't reach him. He yeah. couldn't reach him. And he laid up. And the other ones, you know, they're going for broke and making sevens and eights. And, yeah, they'll make a birdie. But, you know, it's like, guys, the numbers don't lie. So um, it's crazy. It's crazy. They, they're and Toby, you're, you're in a unique 
you're in a you're unique situation too. too. A lot of the kids have very noteworthy parents. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Better now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It, okay. Seems like seems like you've got a lot of noteworthy parents where some of their coaching might come into play. Wondering what the interaction between yourself and the players looks like. Are they are they sponges it, it, for yeah? For what yeah. You're it's trying it, it's pretty cool. I mean, Tiger hasn't Tiger hasn't um, totally come out to practice practice with us yet. He's come to a couple practices, but. He'll offer tidbits if the kids ask him. Now, Jack was back in the '80s when I had Michael and Gary. Jack was totally different. Whenever Jack, whenever he was in town, he was at practice, and huh. he was in the bunkers. He was, and and you know, I've always said this. Uh, there are two things I've said. You know, I, I I got a lot of really nice mail and compliments and everything about winning the state championship, and I say this over and over and again. In 40 years, I have never picked up a club. Made one putt or hit one drive for those kids. They do yeah. it all themselves. I'm a psychiatrist is really what I am. And I'm trying to keep keep their minds clear of what their, you know, their true intents are. But when Jack was when Jack was was around in the 80s when Michael Gary would play, he would come to practice all the time and he'd play with us. Um, you know, and I would play with the kids and and he was amazing. He's still, you know, of, of all the people that I've had. Um, he and Barbara still to this day, they never say no to me, never. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, if, if Jack likes to come out every now and then we'll see him at the bears club and he'll, he'll, he'll come walk it up and he'll, he'll play with the kids a little bit, you know, and it's good. I mean, they all have, I'm sure you guys too, they all have their private teachers, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to change things their private teachers are doing because their teachers are some of the best teachers in the world. Um, you know, if they want me to look at something during the week, I'll look at something, but I'm not going to change something they've been working on with their teachers. Yeah. So, um, and they've got some good ones. Um, you know, Tiger's Tiger doesn't really teach Charlie in case you guys didn't know. It's, really? it's, um, um, it's, um, um, oh, it's Mike, um, um, uh, Justin's father, uh, Mike Thomas. Oh and really? So, yeah. Oh really? Justin Thomas is yeah, dead. Whoa, that's, Charlie. Charlie's te- that's Charlie's teacher. Huh, interesting. Yeah, it's not. T- it's not Tiger. Tiger. They have a. They have a really nice uh, facility in the back of their house. <laughs> yeah, um, we've we've seen the pictures. We've talked to yes, them. <laughs> and and Tiger spends a lot of time with him back there, uh, and it's very obvious as you saw, pretty pretty much over the weekend too. We should short we should ask amazing. this. What's who, that? Uh, who hosted the party? Who hosted the party after y'all won state? It was it wasn't Tiger. Tiger was there, uh. but um, <laughs> it actually was at the Leonard's house, though. Oh, okay, nice. It's just Leonard's <laughs> house, which is fabulous. Does um, does so Tiger came out to the state? Did he come out to the state championship? Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. He, um, you know, he whenever he's in town, he he likes to come, and uh, his schedule. I don't know how the man does it. His schedule's like crazy, but. Whenever he's there, he always comes out, and he's so good with the kids. The kids really like, like you know. I, I told the one guy in the article, uh, we had one day we shot uh, fifteen under at Lost Tree. We had two sixty sixes, and when I we were sitting there talking, and he said, "How do we do?" And I said, "Well, we shot fifteen under." And he looked at me like, "Are you kidding me?" And I said, "No." I said, two of them shot sixty six." And he jumped out of his cart and he ran over to the kids where the kids were standing. And he like hugged, hugged the two kids. It's like, that's awesome. And, you know, it just, 
he really likes to be around the kids, and and that's great. He wasn't supposed to he wasn't supposed to come the first day, um, and we were hoping he was going to be there second day. I didn't know for sure, and we were warming up second day, and I looked up and there's Charlie, and I looked behind him, and there he is. So uh, yeah, it, it, but you know what? He was so good because he just as as we say it, you know, we tell Charlie. The the thing about Charlie is we want Charlie to be Charlie. We don't want Charlie to be Tiger. Okay. And, and we preach that to him a lot. Um, But Tiger in the same sense, he doesn't want to be Tiger when he's there. He's dad. And that's how we treat him. He's dad. And he was great with the kids. I mean, I got to tell you, I've got, uh, I got a picture the other day. Somebody sent me when uh, after they won and the kids ran on the green and we were all hugging and stuff. And I turned around and Tiger was there, and he reached out, and he hugged me. I'm telling you what, he put a bear hug on me that took the breath out of my chest. That man is strong. We were at the hero. He at the hero there when he played in the in, in Albany and Bahamas. He looks huge. He looks he jacked. Big. Oh, you should see him. You um, should see him. But his upper he, body is woo. But he, uh, he is in great shape. Does so. he kind of stay out of the way though? He just kind of does his. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, he's really good. He was very funny the first the first match of the year uh, we were playing, and I I guess he got too close to Charlie one time, and um, one of the coaches from the other team said, "Oh no, you can't do that." And he came up to me and goes, "Coach, I think it just I, I I did something we're not allowed to do." And I said, "What's that?" And he goes, "Well, one of the coaches yelled at me about something." I said, he goes, "What can I do? What can I do?" I said, Tiger, you can talk to him. You just can't talk to him in the middle of fairway. You yeah. know, well, how close can I get to him? I said, you can t- get close. I just don't want you, you know, I don't want you in the middle of fairway with him um, because you're not designated as his coach. And he goes, okay, okay. He's been really cool. I mean, he's really cool about it. So that's, that's um, he's been great. He's, he's I, been great. I hope a lot of parents out there are listening whenever we post this this week because – you might have the greatest golfer ever and maybe the greatest golfing mind ever who just kind of stays out of the way, but we'll get parents who probably couldn't break a hundred on their best day, giving us all kinds of advice as to what to do. And it's like, what is going on? Why are you giving us advice? You know, you know, what's funny is I say about that parents say, Oh man, that kid's father's talking to him. And I say, let him talk to him. He'll be so messed up by the third <laughs> hole. He won't know what to do. So yeah. let him talk to him. You know, I mean, I'm not telling them anything earth shattering, um, you know, so yeah, parents get very wrapped up in it. Mine do too. Mine yeah. really do. So, Toby, I'm, I'm curious because our focus as golf coaches, at least ours over, over here has been uh, kind of treating it like normalcy. There's more to life than just golf. There's mm-hmm. academics, there's hobbies, there's multiple sports with so much fanfare around your golf team right now, wondering what these kids lives look like are they living normal lives outside of golf oh yeah as well they, they, or with so many no parents around you know so what's much? funny is is tim they 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 i got a group this year that just they just love to be together no matter what they're doing whether they're playing they like to play um um uh what's it called pickleball okay and they like to throw footballs and play basketball and that's great um but they hang out together, all of them, all the time. I mean, they're always together at somebody's house. And, you know, I've always been about the big team. You know, I know golf's an individual sport. But when I we start practice in August, um, I'm all about, fellas, it's a team. And 
I can tell you the, the the night before the the last round a couple of weeks ago, I looked at the five of them sitting in the hotel room with me, and I said, you know what, you got to take care of this one, and you got to take care you got to take care of each other, okay? Because if you take care of each other, you're going to breed together, you're going to win together, and you know what, it happened, and um, it, it, I just I always tell them, don't forget you're rooting for your partners. So um, we do we do that very well. We've any, that very well. any Ryder Cup aspirations for the the coaching position for you after this year? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, twenty twenty five. No, I, you know what, you guys, uh, I I would love to bring my group up there to play you guys one time though, and I, awesome. I bet I could do it. Um, You'd probably dust us, but that'd be sweet. No, no, I, we'd come <laughs> up and we'd have a blast. But yeah. um, no, you know. I, I got to be the luckiest golf coach in, in the country in the fact that, you know, I've got so much support behind me, not only the, you know, all the famous people, but you know, my parents are awesome. My parents are just unbelievable. And everywhere we go, we travel a lot. We don't play number one. We don't play any nine hole matches. We play all 18 hole matches here. Yep. yep. Same as, um, same as us. Yeah. Because nine holes doesn't do you any good. I mean, it's yep. like you're going to play half a football game. No. Yeah. So we travel all over Florida during the, during the season, and I know I, I put on over almost 2,500 miles this year because I want to see the best teams in Florida. I, I don't want to see the same teams in my city area because I know what they can do. Um, I want to go to Naples. I want to go to – we go. We went to Naples. We went to Miami twice. We went to Orlando twice. We went to uh, St. Peter's – or um, St. Augustine once played there. And, you know, some of these, my kids miss a lot of school, um, but they're really good students and a really tough college preparatory school. Um, and they're very disciplined, which is good because when they go to college, that's what it's going to be like. Um, I've got three out there right now. I've got one that's a senior at Auburn who's a, one of the best players, probably the best player that ever played at Benjamin. And, um, you know, that they, they go to college and they know what to expect. So um, they balance things very well, but, I'm telling you what, my best my best buddy who's won five state championships down in Plantation, he says to me every year, why do you spend all your weekends with these kids, you know, in Orlando or whatever? And the simple reason is I really enjoy being around them. I really yeah. do. I love traveling with them. They make me laugh. Yeah, every now and then they get my ire up. But, you know, um, that's all part of the game. And and I just love being around them. So, um and when that dies, then, you know, when I don't want to do that anymore, I'll stop. I recall uh, one story. We're up north with some of the kids and and two insist on getting snacks. So here goes 20 kids over to the gas <laughs> station as a group going, hey, coach, can we go do this? And we're like, well, one of us has to come with, I think. I think that's best. They go, oh, it's just right across the street. Are those the kind of antics that happen in Florida on these trips, too, or any uh, yeah, any yeah, weird well, one-offs? You guys, you guys are going to laugh when I tell you this story. So the, the state championships at a, at a golf course, it's a resort. And there's one hotel, and it is in the middle of nowhere. The closest town is 12 miles away. It's got one restaurant, and you're going to put um, almost 300 kids, you know, in this hotel. I have never stayed there in nine years going there. I've never stayed there. About 30 minutes north of the golf course, is a retirement community called the Villages. It's like a <laughs> mini Disney World. Yeah, yeah. We have stayed there every single year at that hotel 
for two reasons. I know everybody laughs at me when I tell them. Number one, the hotel's awesome. It's it's clean. It's great rooms. Number two, it's like a little town there. There are 14 restaurants that we can walk to. And number three, which is the best, which is the most important, I think, I take them out of the riffraff at that hotel. Um, I take that all out of their minds because, number one, they stick out like sore thumbs in the retirement community. You know, <laughs> 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, they stick out like sore thumbs. But also, you know, it clears their mind. They're not worried about where everybody is hanging out tonight. And I think it's always done us, done us good, good, and that's why I'll continue to stay there. So, uh, And they love it when we come. Every year they love it. So it's pretty funny. This – this last year, so your your championship, uh, from what I was reading, so Charlie was kind of he didn't play all varsity events, and there was a gut call to bring him as the fifth guy, kind of by you. <sighs> yeah, uh, he actually, and I'm going to say this for the first time, um, he actually actually made him made me look like I knew what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I have I have and and I had an extremely deep team this year. I mean, I could have taken probably. I mean, I, I varied the lineup every single week. Um, you know, if we were going to a really strong tournament, I would take the best five. Uh, but I varied it like our one of the first tournaments we went to. The kids wanted to go to this big national tournament in Arizona, which my buddy runs out there in uh, um, um, Tucson. And it's run by Ping, and it's fabulous. And he's been trying to get me to come out there for years. The problem with it is it's our first week of school, and I can't take those kids out of school for a week, the first week. Yeah. So I pro and the seniors wanted to really go. And I said, guys, we can't go, but I'll make it up to you. So we went to this tape. Um, we got invited to this beautiful tournament in Naples. So I took the four seniors and I said, all right, you guys pick the fifth. And they picked Charlie. So we went over there and, you know, lo and behold, Charlie shoots 65 first day and he wins the whole thing. We win the whole thing. It was great. But I varied the lineup and, and what really – you know, and you guys know, you, you've been, you, you guys have been to the playoffs. You know what it's like. At that point, you want the five best that are playing the best. You may have played great in the beginning of the year, but if you're not playing well at the end, yep. you know, you really don't. And, and, and I try to tell them all the time, it has nothing to do whether I like you or not. I love you guys. I love my guys. But I've got to have the best five. Well, Charlie didn't play in the district because, number one, he'd never seen the golf course before. And he, he was just coming back from um, um, the Nota Begay, and I thought he'd be a little tired. So I sat him there. We shot a really good round there at, um, at uh, the, the region. We shot uh, four under. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to stick with the same five for the next week at the regions. Well, in between that and that, Charlie qualified at Nota. Now, here's a kid who two years now, this year, shot 71-66, and last year he shot 80-68 on a golf course that these kids are absolutely petrified for of, 90% of them. And I got to thinking about it, I'm like, you know, i got to play in there. I've got to play in there. And so, you know, as I said to a couple people, I, it didn't sit well with a couple of my guys. Um, but you know what? the golf course is so hard and he's not afraid of it. I said, we're going to throw all the, all the apples in the basket and let's go with it. So, you know, consequently one of them had to sit and he sat and, you know, Charlie made me look brilliant. I mean, the scores weren't great, but 
what people didn't realize, they see that 78, 76. We played in two days of blinding rain and 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. That's why the scores were so high. And, um, you know, he's at 78, 76, and his job was very simple. And I told him this. You're the number five player. You're there as, as a backup in case somebody goes south on you in the beginning, in the first four. And sure enough, I had to kind of score both days. And, you know, 76 the last day was a terrific score. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, I, I've said this for 35 years. You don't win state championships with one, two, and three. You win state championships with four and five. Oh, for sure. And those are your guys. I can tell right. you from experience, I had the one year where I hit when we play six in Minnesota. So we get to throw right. out two scores. And the one year um, we were, we had four, four all state kids. And one of them was a young kid at the time, but really good as senior as junior. He shot 63. Wow. Uh, he could, he could really play. And, um, but we used their, their four scores. Anytime we took all four guys to a meet, it was their scores. We never took another score. So we get to the state tournaments, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of the one or two team all year long with this other big school and one guy doesn't play very well. And we yep. didn't, we didn't have that other, that fifth score. We were screwed. You know, I just, that's just how it is. You got to have the depth. Um, well, it's it, just, people don't realize how important that fifth guy is. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a luxury to have him. So mm-hmm. um, Charlie did his job. He, he did his job. He, he he's he's he just did his job and then you know playing the state championship for the first time i know he's you know who he is and and everything like that but there's still a lot of pressure on those kids at the state finals did how um, how would you say his game is i I know that we we classify certain players as more power players or players that are more field players players like dechambo that lead with statistics how would you classify charlie's game well you saw Tim. I mean, if you saw him this weekend, you saw his game. He, he obviously has some power. Okay, mm-hmm. we all know that. He he was second on the team with in birdies made, but he wasn't the low man. He was the fifth lowest stroke average on the team. You know, because he, he he'll get on a street a hot streak. He'll make three, four, five birdies in a row, but he'll make you know a, two doubles in a row. Um, but that's Charlie. It's because he goes for broke. And that's what I'm trying to get him out of a little bit. And he's, you know, that he's young, that he's young for still. broke stuff. A young uh-huh. kid still. That's part of that's youth, I suppose. Is he'll learn as he goes and gets a little older, hopefully. Well, you saw him drive that one green. What was it, 14? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 14 oh, he yeah. Drove. You know, I, if we were in a you know a region or a district, he wouldn't have done that. But if it'd been a match, he probably I probably would have let him. Um he 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 can talk me into things, which I <laughs> not real crazy about, but he, you know, he can, he can look me in the eye and, and tell me, I think the best part of his game, honestly, you guys and everybody out there is a short game. I mean, it's yeah. incredible. And that's, you know, that comes from a lot of hours out in that backyard. Um, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, his short game out of the bunkers is I've never seen anything like it. Um, he's so good with short wedges too, inside a hundred yards. I mean, he just, I've never seen anything like it, but you know, it's he's put in a lot of work. He really has. And, you know, I'm sure some of that's come from dad. I mean, dad's short game is, is what do they always say? The difference between Nicholas and Woods is, is that Tiger's short game is so much better than Jack's. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and, but you know, he's got the power. He really does. I mean, you've seen it. Um, So, you know, I think you're going to see, I hope, 
next year, you're going to see him just refine it a little bit more. I just don't tell him how good he could be. I mean, he but plays. I always say this too, and Tim will bring me here. You know, you, I've had 20, 30, 40 parents that said, oh, my God, in eighth grade, ninth grade, my kid's going to be the next Tiger Woods. And I say, no, 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 no. Let me just tell you, wait till they're 16 and they get the two Gs, girls and cars, okay? <laughs> they, they can get through 16 girls and cars and stay that good, then they got a chance. Some of them don't. I've had some that just don't do it. They can't yeah. get through that stuff, so. Does, uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Did, did Tiger come out for like the state tournament, a really big tournament? Is he does he come and help with like course management and getting around the golf course? Because he's so that that was always his thing, you know, in his prime. Like I'm just going to plot around, you know, and not make big <laughs> mistakes. And I tried to get him there for the. I, I I told him I was. I think I insulted him a little bit, <laughs> but I told him I said the only day I really needed him there was the practice round, and I was hoping he was going to get there and walk with the kids and me. And, you know, go through it. And, you know, half the time they don't listen to me anyway. But he couldn't be there because he was just coming back from, um, I know he had to go to Mexico um, where he just opened that new golf course. So what he did was um, they took, they made a bunch of notes in Charlie's yardage book from the note of a gay qualifier, which they only played that 30, 38 yards shorter than we played the, the state championship. So we had notes that Tiger had put in that book and we, we copied him for all the kids. And so they all had Tiger's notes. Um, you know, we played smart coming down the line. Um, Tim, you're going to see it. When you get to 17, 17 is like a pivotal hole. It's a double dog leg, right? Uh, it doubles right. And goes left and it goes down a hill. And at the bottom of the hill is a big old tree that you got to go over if you're down the bottom of the hill. And you got to go over water and you got to land on the green. But so for years, you know, I always preached up there that we're going to hit it down to the bottom of the hill right of the tree. Well, and I looked at Tiger's notes and he, in his notes, he said, no, it's better to lay up up the hill in a flat spot at 150 to 40 yards. And that way you don't have to contend with the tree nor do you have to contend with any bad divots because, you know, state championships. I mean, it's yep. a minefield out there after three yep. days. Yeah. I, I don't um, think next time I'm even going to hit driver off that tee. I, no, I you don't. don't see. You've played it, Tim. Yes. Yep. One time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Time, it's yep. a th- for us, it's a three wood. Well, you know, the hole then, right? You know, the yes. hole I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. The, the devil's devil's delight. That's it. So Goodness. you hit three wood down to the turn. And then, you know, your, your layup, we used to try to hit it down that hill to the right, to the right of the tree. Well, this year, we laid it up more to the top of the hill at 140 to 50 yards. So we didn't have to mess with that tree anymore. We could just hit whatever we want. You know, 150, 40 yards to, to us is what? I mean, that's eight iron for me. These kids are hitting wedges and nine irons, yep. you know, so it's not a big difference. But that that was huge because we birdied the last day. My last three guys birdied that on seventeen, nice. which oh, is that's unheard of. And that was pretty much it right there. Have so, you started to incorporate things like Scott Fawcett's decade golf and in, in the way that you approach, or or have you seen changes in the way golf's been played during your time between Jack's kids in the eighties and and I think Leonard's I think and we, Woods I now? Think the three of us will agree that 
equipment's really taking it over. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, these kids are hitting balls. No places we ever thought they could hit. I mean, the balls juiced up. You know, the clubs are amazing. I mean, they, they can do that. Um, the only advantage I found was um, that, that the yardage books that they show the, the slope and the rate um, and the checkered boards of the greens that kind of helps the kids out. Um, we do employ that sometimes. Um, but, you know, I try to keep it pretty simple for them. You know, some of them are really precise and some of them, you know, aren't as precise. And, you know, the, the results are pretty much the same for all of them. So um, I'm just very lucky. I mean, I had I had 12 kids that could knock your socks off. So um, it was a great year. It was a good year. It was a good year. So, and I've got a couple more coming up next year. So uh, <laughs> the future's um, tight. Yeah, it, it is. I've got, uh, I'll tell you, he was, he was in school. He's a little like his, um, 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 oh gosh, the Irishman. Um, Shane Lowry? Uh, Shane Lowry. His kids are in second grade. Oh. So I don't think I'll be here for that. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're there. And Rory's kids are going to be in kindergarten next year. So holy cow, Tim, we gotta get our resumes ready. When, <laughs> yeah, once, coming down to once, Benjamin. Once Toby hangs it up, we can maybe slide down in there. <laughs> well, you guys laugh at that, but that the, there are people who have already put in, put in. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to retire, but they've already said I want to interview for that job. I go, <laughs> you know, be careful what you wish for, guys. There is a lot more that goes to it than just that. So, um, yeah, but you know these. We've been kind of a mecca in, in ever since everybody's been coming to Jupiter in, in our area. Um, a lot of the kids go to school at, at our school because it's a, it's a wonderful school. I mean, it's a it's a great college preparatory school to get the kids ready academically. Athletically, it's very, very, very strong. Um, and, when, you know, one of the best teams in the, in the school is is the golf team. So um, I'm very, very lucky. Um, our, our, I will tell you guys this, you know, Jordan Travis, the quarterback of Florida state. Yeah. He was our, he was ours. And our, our senior running back is going to Georgia next year. Oh, wow. So it's not just golf, wow. it's football too. It's basketball, yeah. it's tennis. And, you know, we, we've got a lot of great kids. It's a wonderful place. And everybody's you, been very, very supportive. Do you have a feel on, I know that you're, you're over at the middle school. Uh, yeah. But do you have a feel of what kind of swagger the the golf team has walking the halls of, of Benjamin? You know, they're, 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 that's a great question. They're pretty humble, uh, from what I understand. What I've been told, because I told them, I said, "Listen, <laughs> you're not bigger than anybody." And, you know, we have the old saying, "You're not bigger than this." No, it's bigger than this team ever. But you know, I mean, they're very proud of what they've done. Um, our ring ceremony is coming up in uh, February. Our rings are being made now. Um, so they're very proud of who they are. And, and I got to tell you, I preach that to them every time. Be proud of who you are. And, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're not, they're, they're very humble though. They, they are humble. Now, if you have a table of all of them together, oh, oh, they, they get on each other's case pretty good you know, about this and that and this and that. So, um, but when they're out there in the crowd, they're, they're very humble. Um, none of them ever want to take the lead. Um, um, you know, so sometimes they, they put a freshman in charge and you know how that goes and stuff. Um, 
even Charlie, Charlie's very humble. I know this weekend was a little different for him. And, and I say that because of TV. I mean, I think TV brings out a side of him that we didn't see a whole lot of this year. So uh, he's very humble. And, and Tiger's done a good job. And, and, and you know what, though, you guys, I got to tell you this. Mom is a big part of this, too. Elin is great. She is wonderful. Um, and she she probably came to more matches than Tiger did. Um, she travels with us a lot. And um, she is so wonderful. She's such a nice person. And uh, to, together, you know, I know they're not together together, but they do a hell of a job parenting those kids. Because because um, Charlie's sister, Sam, she has one wonderful kid. I have a letter in my safe that she gave me the last day of school when she was in my seventh grade English class. And that letter just brought tears to my eyes. I have that letter. And when she graduates next year, I'm going to show her that letter again. So she is a sweetheart. I mean, they're all so nice. I mean, everybody's been so nice. So, uh, um, you know, I, I, you know, what amazes me, and you guys know this too. You know, I know the world is is the way it is with with Facebook and podcasts, and you know all that stuff. And we're we're all probably getting ripped to hell right now out there on on, on some network. But I was sitting there thumbing through with my phone last night, and there were so many nice things that were said about Charlie and Tiger and Sam. And there are people out there that are just so mean. And they're just oh, so yeah. mean. And, that, and I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But, um, um, you know, let, let them live the lives they want. So um, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe that's because I'm old. <laughs> well, I'm used to it. We, uh, we appreciate you giving us some time to come on. Um, Anytime, you guys. Hey, if you can work it out, you let me know, and I'll bring a group up there to, you, to you guys, and we'll have a blast. I've I, got a group that comes all the way from Arizona to play us. I tell you what, and, Timmy, we could probably schedule a, a nice, like, early April when we're playing and meets when it's snowing. That might give us a little yeah, advantage. Yeah, yeah. We've, yep. we've play, we have played We have played meets. I played a meet one year where we left my school we had to go about 30 miles south and i knew like where we were it was snowing like crazy and i'm like i'm calling the ad and the coach down and i'm like hey are we playing so they're like yeah come on down so we start playing at the wilds in prior lake nice course and by like the 13th hole we just had to call it because kids were putting <laughs> and it was like it was like a snowman it was like making <laughs> snow. the ball the ball was like the size of a baseball they couldn't even get it anywhere so finally oh my gosh <laughs> So we, oh my God. That is one thing about golf up here. We play in anything. It's crazy. Yeah. We'll show up in our Bermudas and our Nike shirts and, (laughs) and freeze our tails off. And and then, and then, and then, you know, we won't be able to, we won't know what to do. So (laughs) uh, we have, uh, I would love to bring them up there. I would love to bring them up there and just expose them to, to Northern golf. Yeah, the so, normal the normal like van we take to meets is just full of gloves and hand warmers oh and winter gosh. hats and oh all that gosh. stuff in the spring. So yeah. Oh my god. That'd gosh. be awesome. And it gets below 60 here and we're freezing. Oh you know, god, that's a warm day. Yeah, that's we, a don't warm even, day. we don't we don't, <laughs> we, don't we don't even see anything above 60 most of our season. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I can't even imagine. And we yeah. start the season it's like 92 every day. And it's day. funny though. Yeah. I've I have been told before, not you know, not to keep you here too much longer, but no, no, you I keep it as long as you want. I have been told by 
college coaches, like division one college coaches from the South, mm-hmm. that that is one thing they kind of like about some of the, you know, the Minnesota kids that are really good because they're gritty kids that'll, that'll play in just about anything, you know, it doesn't bother them a little bit of wind and rain. Cause they're, they're used to playing in the snow. <laughs> I yeah. had I had one that uh, uh, spent four years at uh, Indiana, and he was uh, all Big Ten. Uh, great kid. His father's one of my best friends, and he would tell me the coach would put him out there, and that snow sometimes on that short game, and they'd come back, and when they would take a trip down south, they were they couldn't believe they were well honed on on nice stuff, but they're tough. I mean, yeah. they're tough. And you know, it's funny you say that because I have a rule. Um, I don't know, and I don't want to upset any apple carts. I don't allow my kids to use push carts. Uh, I've I've went back and forth on that so much. And the reason I don't is because I feel like it makes makes us tougher. Yeah, it makes us tougher in the long run. And none of my kids have ever balked at it, never. And it's just a rule. And you know, I've had parents ask me and question me and. I've had parents say, oh, well, I'll buy them all. I said, no, 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 we're going to carry our bags. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's as tough as we get. We we don't have the elements like you guys. That's that's about as tough as we can get. So, Well, thanks for uh, your time. and You guys have been great. Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, I, I will extend this to you. If you ever want to come down and bring your groups down to Florida, let me know. We'll, we'll you know, in the fall, and, and we'll set something up a couple days couple 18s with the kids and and we'll have a blast and um you know if you ever get an opening up there and you want us to come up and see you we and the kids would jump at it they they would jump at it but anything i can ever do for you guys down here in florida you got my number you got my you got my address and stuff please give me a call awesome thanks a lot toby thank you toby okay bud thank you so much Maybe today's the day I brigade thee. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 as the gold When you hit it on one, straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80.